Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see now. Shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he gives the old on your bike. I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Behind, you know, that other one. I'm your host, Matt Bagley, proven to be most of the time, Evan Valoa. Hiya. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Um, joined by, first and foremost, a, uh, a little bit under the weather. Shh. Be quiet. Uh, fellow Supporter Shield holder, Paul Catrino Jr. Hey, what's hey, going on? We touched that thing. Yeah, we did. That was it's crazy. Re- we did not deserve to do that as high up the totem pole as we did, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, right place, right time. Shout out to Matt. I know. He's amazing. You're doing the Lord's work trying to organize all these meetups yourself. So power to you. Please give him a theoretical hug because COVID, if you see him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, honestly, for the thickness of that shield, I did not expect it to weigh upwards of like 50 pounds. I was, yeah, yeah. It's not like a big... Sorry, I'm not even going to try to describe the shield. It's thin. It's thin and it's heavy and For it's amazing. For people listening at home, it's about uh, half of a wheel of Parmesan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has references to these cheese things. that. Yeah, yeah we've all seen them. We've all seen them. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of things that he's seen, a lot of contracts recently. Justin Ashcraft's here. Hey, what's up? You sound really thrilled to be hosting this podcast tonight. That was like the the most lackadaisical intro I think I've ever heard in my life. I did not expect to get reamed out for the intro from Justin this week. I'm glad things are changing. I'm I'm very glad. And forgive me for not being excited about having to talk about the playoff matchup that we drew in a couple minutes. I'm, I'm kidding. It's fine. Okay, all right, jeez. Now I don't know where to go, and now we're going to have a shitty intro introduction, and Chuck's going to jump down my throat. Chuck, here it is. I mean, there you I, go. I generally have every right to, so I, I can't know, blame I know. you. This <laughs> it's just fun that um, we spend so much time together that we can pull some role reversal. We're yeah. really, really versatile here at uh, Views from the Press. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask, nobody clip that. I'm going to put an embargo on clipping this episode for at least a month and a half. Uh, Paul, how do I go anywhere from there? Thank you so much. Speaking of versatile, what's not versatile? <laughs> MLS scheduling. We play the revolution again because the Lord hates us. Here's something for versatility. You want to know about this playoff matchup? Just go listen to our past five podcasts. There it is. And then... That's my boy. I actually, for for this game, sure. I, I would love for one of us to like try to not pay any attention to it 
Oh, and then describe what happens. Don't threaten me with a good time. Wow, yeah. Just to see I mean, how not having to watch Bruce with... Arena for a combined like eight minutes. Count like, I, have, me I in. have bad news. You <laughs> say Bruce Arena doesn't want to do watch Bruce Arena. Is going to lead to all of us doing that. <laughs> because we're going to be like, none of yeah, us are going right, to watch the just... game. <laughs> not, we're all going to take it upon each of our individual selves, and then we're all going to meet up and be like, all right, let's talk about it. Because... No one watched it. <laughs> Listen, and we will be able to describe it perfectly. I I love nothing more than watching ninety minutes of Montreal Impact being really frustrating in that their attack is way too spread out and their defense is not spread out enough playing the New England Revolution. But I will not sit through another ninety minutes of more of that, but with a team that's actually good in the Philadelphia Union. I mean, okay, there's no free wins in the playoffs, right? But this is as close as we're going to get. I mean, I don't know. For the remainder of the playoffs. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, because the next round we get to see Orlando with a backup keeper because their other keeper can't keep their foot on the line during the shootout. That was incredible. Mm. But other than that, I mean, it's... it's. <laughs> I mean, but if you want a decently easy run to the semifinals, we got it. Yeah. Well, Justin... Is the most Philadelphia Union thing ever to lose in the playoffs to a team that you've beaten like eight times in the regular season? And I know, I know, listen, I know what I just did. As I'm exactly doing that because I'm fucking terrified for this game. Like, I don't know how many times you can play a team before you actually lose to them. And that's what scares me. Is this team really losable to though? I mean, every team yeah, is yeah. losable. Yes, too. Montreal did, did figured that out. Yeah, I mean, Montreal but, figured they out how to lose. themselves, but they figured out how to lose. Okay, but okay, okay. okay. Montreal's me, not the union. Okay, hold on. Let me no. let me let me think through this for one second. Sure. What? There's 14 teams in the East, and 10 of them made the playoffs, and now we're gonna say, oh well, Montreal figured out a way to lose to New England. Of course, Montreal figured out a way to lose to New England. There's like seven to ten terrible teams in the East, and half of them made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, you know, it's just giving it's giving New England a lot of credit to say that Montreal found a way to lose <laughs> to lose to the New England I mean, Revolution. To be, well, to be fair, in theory, if... any any of those, t- we would be sitting here right now if it was reversed and saying, "I can't believe New England found a way to lose to the Montreal Impact because they both." Sock this year. I mean, just how it is. At the end of the day, we got the matchup we wanted because yeah. we drew the worst <laughs> seed. In... <laughs> not from a content not... standpoint, we sure okay. as hell didn't. <laughs> yeah, we did Christ. not get we did not get the matchup we wanted to watch. But <laughs> let's be okay. real, we wouldn't have wanted to watch Montreal either. Yeah, yeah. I, you're putting words in my mouth there, but I'll let I'll let it happen. But you wouldn't have wanted to watch them. It's still a terrible game. I would have at mm-hmm. least watched it. You're still going to watch this one because you have to. Hey, you told me not to. I, <laughs> no, you asked one of us. I suggested that one volunteer. of us doesn't you watch it. You can't just it. jump and in. I am asserting myself as that one person. That's not how this works. 
I mean, you can because I didn't watch the last New England game, but I'm pretty Whoa, sure it, I got it right. Turns. We all we should have planned this out when the season was in, when when the schedule came out. We should have been like, all right, I'm gonna take off this one, and then when we meet in the playoffs six months from now after we win the supporter shield, Evan can have the playoff brown out. Okay. okay, so if they tie though, do both teams advance, and then we have to play them again? Yes. Is that how this works? Yeah. Paul, we literally just saw what happens if a team ties that it goes into an epic shootout and uh, yes a field player makes a save and also uh shout out to the one seed in the west for narrowly avoiding an exit to chris wondolowski yeah. that literally just happened like so don't say there's any softballs in this mls's back playoffs because it's crazy out there y'all this isn't the mls's back playoffs yeah, What's Paul, this is the MLS playoffs, 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 playoffs presented by Audi, 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 Index. You get Audi this podcast. Woo, bad boy. Very bad. Paul, still in rare form with his terrible jokes. And I'm on like three different medications. Let's go. Honestly, us recording on a weekend has everyone's <sighs> energy levels up. It does, for sure. Yeah, apparently I've recovered. <laughs> Speaking oh, of recovering, uh, oh man! Did we talk about the game that happened with the Revs? Is that a thing? Does Is, anyone care? No. We all know what's happening. We're playing Bruce nah, Arena's shitty no, football screw team. Screw those guys! I don't have to talk about and he them. He gets more to make all of his dad to. jokes in a post-game interview where he's like, "Yeah, I guess we'll need a scouting report." And like, if literally any other coach would have said that, it would have been kind of funny. But Bruce Arena yeah. has the charisma of. I, I don't know the vacuum in my apartment and so i'm like okay bruce arena uh insinuating that he deserves to touch the supporter shield and hold it because they basically gave it to the you union had your before turn a bunch Grandpa, of, you know before a bunch of fans that actually deserve to hold it get a chance to they're up in arms hey we bruce, want to fire bruce and jokes on you we almost didn't get it this year so hey, wait so <laughs> so we like last time we played New England. We spent like fifteen minutes talking about the Revs, and I don't really care to talk about the Revs for another fifteen minutes. Would you like to spend so, fifteen minutes talking about all of our children that made the best eleven in MLS? No, I yes. want to talk about something else first, okay. um, oh, related okay. to this upcoming game, and then we can come back to best eleven. Sure. Uh, all right. So in theory, that is talking about the Revs. Hey, 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 hey. But it's not talking about the Revs. Uh, I want to talk about two things. One, uh, one is which goalkeeper do we want to see play this game? which everyone should agree to the answer being Matt Priest. Matt Priest. Yeah, um, the one who and, wins games. Yes. And number two, um, I like when our players go on international duty and actually play 90 minutes. Same. It's it's nice to uh, that is actually beneficial. have a purpose to travel. Yeah. I mean, it's really <laughs> good that, you know, Mbizo and Montero got to go and play things yeah. and actually play the games. And then Montero gets a charter flight back to Philly. Yeah, right? Amazing. Go. So, also, when that charter flight, I wonder who, which of the owners actually paid for it because it wasn't Jay Sugarman. That screams a Leibovich purchase. That seems like, mm. that, that seems right up his alley, honestly. Uh, Kevin Durant holding it down for planes. Yeah, and <laughs> he's yeah, a big aviation he's not helping. He's not helping his Brooklyn Nets try to recruit like James Harden or anything. He's out here 
calling up Jamiro and saying, do you need to get back to Philly by Tuesday? Yeah. I got you, bro. Well, this is more important, and he really wants James Harden in Philly not playing yeah, with Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets are at least 82 games away from winning anything. <laughs> Besides regular season games. I'm sorry, that was, almost, that was a very kind of dumb take, but you get it. I mean, yeah. The, the yeah, spirit gotta, was there. They got to play a lot of games before yeah. they get to trophy winning games. The Union already did it. Maybe they convinced Kevin Durant that the Shield was on the plane with Mira. Ah. Like, Kevin, we need this back in Philly. And he's like, you're right. Send it. And then... <laughs> I, it might have know. even been his personal plane. It's like Kevin Durant. Mm. It, like, oh, it yes. looked like a nice plane. I need twenty twenty no wait uh, I need twenty twenty one to be the year of Paul Katrina reviewing the inside of airplanes. Okay. It's you like talk, uh you talk me into it. No no no. It's like the Room Room Raider Twitter account. Have you guys ever seen the Room Raider Twitter account? It's this account that they pull all these uh, like screenshots of people yep. doing Zoom interviews on like CNN and stuff like that, and then they rate the room behind them. And so they're yes. like, "Nice books, good plant, good artwork on the walls, seven out of ten. Sure. That's I, the way you could do the plates, you know. I would probably get the worst rating because I still haven't decorated the room that I'm in. Yep. Probably. Yeah. Let's start with yours, Chuck. Visual podcast. Okay, you've got a third of the flag in frame and nothing else on your wall. Uh, right. Two out of Fair. ten. I mean, try Chuck's harder. in focus. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, the freeze. Houston Dynamo freeze, had a bad rebrand, them. and the Philadelphia Union had a lot of players. Oh, like the best oh, oh speaking oh, of Evan, rebrands, you shut your mouth right now. They are. Oh. Um, yeah. Rebrand. Bullying works, guys. You did really good on the internet. <laughs> Great job. All those you, you, you the club didn't like the direction that the new brand was taking them in because literally every fan said, we hate this, change it. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And At least Chicago has something going down there. Mm. And that is the fire. To fire up a fan base. <laughs> no. Evan, I would agree with you that the Dynamo rebrand was so-so. Yeah. Yeah. But the Not Dash, dynamic, if you will. The da- the Dash rebrand was Great. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that looks nice. Yeah. Very clean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to union events. Brendan Aronson. Mark what? McKenzie. Andre Blake. Best 11. They Brendan have- Aronson? What? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Hey, you know, listen. D- d- happy to be here, Brendan Aronson. <laughs> Is it like yeah, right? <laughs> highest transfer fee gets put on the best yeah. eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, oh, not you know, and they nevertheless would buy. They never defined what best meant, did they? Best I, for the league, six mil. He is the youngest um, player to make best eleven. Yes, yeah. he is. Listen, I don't, I don't really have any problem with it. I mean, Next I think if you look at, I love it. if you look like stats wise, maybe Brendan Aronson is not the best player in the league, but I mean, it's hard to argue against your team finishing in well, first place. What's funny yeah. is I actually saw like, I unfortunately forgot to save it, which sucks. But I was looking at uh, the best eleven by like the analytics. 
and he still made that one. Oh, did he? He was the only <laughs> union player to make that one, but he made it. Oh, I don't like that. That's odd. How does Andre Blake not make? Because there's another keeper analytics. that plays in New England who was photoshopped into his team celebration photo <laughs> that people <laughs> still feel the need to rate over Andre Blake. Bro, because that was just so bad. <laughs> like, it, they just took his club headshot and just put him between two guys and said, no one will know the difference. Like, did he have to be there? No. Did he have to be there? Clearly, no he didn't feel like he needed he to be there. there because exactly. he took a shower when they were like, team photo. Which, hey, nothing says you're a really impactful goalkeeper in MLS than your club fucking forgetting about you in a team photo. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Matt Turner is the new Jesus of goalkeeping. Oh, wait, no, he's not. We forgot about him. Meanwhile, oh. Andre oh. Blake was front and center for those fake supporter shield pictures. In jeans, yes. nonetheless. Mm. Not yes. even like... Mm. Well, I mean, you know. Um. Yep. Three players, best eleven. Severe lack of Turner happening here. Uh, yeah. Is it weird to be good? Like this, this, this feels weird for everybody, right? Where you're like, oh wow, like. Oh, it was really awkward, just like being like, wait, six of the best eleven are Philly and Seattle. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like 2020, man. To be that's, fair, uh, uh, I, I, I haven't seen too many people be like, oh man, you know, Mark should have beat Walker Zimmerman for Defender of the Year, but like... Mark should have beat Walker Zimmerman. No, you can't mean that much to two different teams. Mm. LAFC have been like not great since he left. The Union wouldn't be great if Mark McKenzie wasn't playing. I know yeah. we haven't seen it, but... Yeah, but I, I, I just mean, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not... This isn't this isn't a slight to Walker Zimmerman at all. No, no, no. I, this oh, is just, man. like, how fucking good McKenzie was this year. Yeah. Considering we're about five months away from finding out what the union looked like without Mark McKenzie. <laughs> Mark McKenzie. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. They might retroactively <laughs> have to give it to him. You're like, so, Ooh, oh, you were uh, the defender of the year. So if you look at the number of saves Andre Blake had to make this year, and then you compare that to the number of block shots Mark McKenzie had, Andre Blake would have had to put up a historic goalkeeper of the year performance to save the union and get them a supporter shield. Mm. That's how important Mark McKenzie was. That's a great point, actually. And the reality is there's still games where Andre Blake steals his points. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like he would have, without him there, if the union finish where they do, mm-hmm. he wins MVP because those are like a chunk of points that Andre Blake saves in those theoretical matches without Mark McKenzie. Okay. Don't forget that Mark McKenzie um, learned how to pass and start the counter this year too. Yes. Yeah, really well. Yes. He didn't necessarily learn how to do that in house, but doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't irrelevant. Matter. Very good. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. strange hearing Philadelphia and then like be in the good part of the promo package. <laughs> yes. You know, where it's, you're like, oh yeah, we're awesome, and you're like, are we? 
It's weird that the Union have now won a trophy and are now also four games from another major trophy. It just like it doesn't seem like this is this is a feasible like check to do list for the Philadelphia Union in one season. Well, there's like, st- there's still a curse to break, so that's why I'm still trying to take this one game at a time. Because mm-hmm. of course, of course, I'm just saying like. It's it's always each year. It's like you hope you win one trophy, because that's great. And now they've won this really important by the European model, the best trophy in the league. And now you're also four wins away from clinching the outright MLS championship. Mm-hmm. Just this this is uncharted waters for a lot of people yeah. and, and instead I, chuck and i are clenching about one potential loss yeah 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 i mean you do it uh, obviously you know, jim Curtin's gonna say the same if, thing to those guys. guys we take it one game at a time, one game um, at a time. let's what? let's preface that with coach of the year jim Curtin. yes 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 uh hear me out what if the philadelphia union never lose again mm, this will be boring Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah? How long through that would you get tired of losing Paul Catrino Jr., noted Twitter shitster? Yeah, because, like, everyone would just kind of be like, yo, shut up. I mean, they do (laughs) that already. The greatest team of all time. I I literally can't watch super teams. Like, it's it's not fun. But nothing about this team screams that it's a super team. (laughs) I'm not talking about the Union, but in our theoretical universe that the Union never lose again... Uh-huh. Hypothetical, but it would be, but it would still be fun because we don't look at them as an outright super team. Like imagine every year that we do have to worry about these losses on a random night in Cincinnati, mm. and well, yet they I just never lose again for the next three years. Uh, I think that's fun, Justin. I don't know if you would think that's fun, like two years ago. or don't. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Justin Ashcraft is gone. He's a figment of our imagination. He will not talk ever again on this podcast. I mean, fact, we don't even know who he is. No, I don't I don't know who I am anymore. That's fine. I mean, it's it's one of these you're right. Paul earlier said it's 2020 and 2020 is now the year that the Union have won the Supporters Shield and Tottenham is sitting top of the Premier League table and I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Does that explain the 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 relative quiet yeah, I mean, yeah. in all seriousness, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: like, we could we could exit the playoffs in the first two rounds, like yeah. we have every time we've been in the playoffs. Um, and I'd still be happy with the season. I mean, I think yeah. it's it's been a successful season, and I think more than anything, and I said this two weeks ago in our podcast, like more than anything, I think. To, in addition to what the union are doing on on the field, it's what they're doing off the field that for me is just as important as what they're doing on the field. And I, I, I think like in all seriousness, I think the union have been the standout organization of the MLS mm-hmm. this season. I think, you know, you talk about we talked about last time all the social justice issues. Now you have our coach being coach of the year. We won the supporter shield, so we were the best team on the field. Uh, and then uh, in all the hubbub this week of winning the supporter shield taking pictures of that oh yeah we signed our fifth homegrown whose right. contract goes into effect on january 1st so um i yeah i i really have no problems with this season in the way that it's gone and in all seriousness really no matter how this season ends i won't 
have that much of a problem with how this season ends. Mm, sure. Sure. Yeah, there's no way anyone can be disappointed with this season. I, I refuse to see anger at the end of the 2020 <laughs> season. Why are you oh, laughing? Paul. What are you, what are up you for chuckling? Yeah? Go ahead. Have you seen Look. Twitter before? Uh, no, yeah, uh, dude, I live there. Okay. Yeah, Paul's too online. No, see, here's the thing. Yeah. Paul's going to be angry when the Union mm-hmm. start winning games of the playoffs and in the semifinal or the final, Ray Goddess records a brace and wins us the game. Then Paul's going to be like, this shitty team can't do anything right. The right people can't score. Well, Paul might actually need to deactivate his social media if that happens. Because yeah. there will be an I, attack. Yeah, I have too many, I, too many of you idiots hitting me up every time he almost scores a goal. I it's think, like, hey, Paul, were you watching that? I'm like, I'm in the stadium. Shut your face, all right? I'm seeing everything. I think what happens is Ray Gattis scores a brace in the semifinal. Jim Curtin sends a video out oh on his God. burner account. And then, You're so <laughs> and then everything gets deactivated. Well, I, just like I mean, I Jim, think if if Ray, if Ray Gattis scores, yeah. Ray Gattis mm-hmm. personally will at Paul. He he will literally pull out a blank <laughs> check out of his sock and just start writing from the Twitter yeah. from the Twitter account that Paul didn't know he had. Right, right, <laughs> and the ones that he does. Listen, I can't I can't directly. I'm glad I didn't know he had a Twitter because Ray I honestly score, just... I don't know how you didn't. Ray Gattis will score I, a goal. He will Like I said, it was for the best. And it'll say at Union Hulk on it. And then we'll know. I'm glad you guys are saying if he scores and not when because some people online don't like to make that distinction. And I'm very quick to correct them. You so. maybe are too quick Well, uh, to correct them. He's seen the next team that we're playing enough to know when to go forward. Coach of the year, Jim Curtin, will start Ray Gattis at forward in replace of Andrew Vooten, and he will score many goals. I'll say this, though. If he puts yeah. Gattis in uh, for a PK, if they're up by a few goals and he misses it, they should take away his Coach of the Year award. I'm just saying. Ray Gattis is Coach of the Year award? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, Jim's. No, it's not a good decision. It's not, a, it's not very smart. Um, I would love if they were like literally. I would love if the Union at some point were up by a couple goals and like Curtin's like we've tried all to right, talk this in the existence. All right, Bizo, like you go play right back. Ray, just just run. Whatever you want to do. I mean, he's do, told go us he'll play anywhere. I mean, it, it might not be that good, but like he'll play any position. So it's he's, he's, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities. He's smart uh, enough to make better runs than some of the forwards on this roster. <laughs> I You're wish right. I was joking. That's a valid. That's a valid statement. Yeah, valid right. Statement. Ouch. Um, a vaguely serious question. Uh, not kind of union related. If you look at the union's way of building an organization, and you are Austin, Charlotte, Sacramento, and St. Louis, who are not going to have LAFC money. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, obviously not going to have inner Miami money, but are going to have a little more than FC Cincinnati money. Well, like, did the union kind of like set up the future of expansion teams, or can yeah. you, or can you not afford to take that long? I don't think another 
team can mm. do it because the union's reach is already too wide. Like the union being the first team to do things the way they did yeah. has actually screwed the market for everyone. Because they, but, well, but could you emulate it though? To an extent, in your local market, yeah. Sure. But the union okay. go countrywide and then some. Right, right. But I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, it's not like well. It, as, it, but as... it depends because it's like, are there soccer players in your local area good enough to emulate that? I can't really speak to other areas that outside of here Mm -hmm. where, yes, it's good enough, but I I don't know. I think the union, I mean, I think, I don't think the union were the first team to do this. I think, I think Dallas and Red Bull were probably the first to kind of really set up their academy and like make their academy work for them as an organization. But I think the union are kind of, 2.0 on the academy front in the sense that they are now like producing multiple talents a year and not one you know one or so a year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so i think that i think that the union were kind of 2.0 on the academy front i i mean obviously the way the mls has grown there's going to be a 3.0 and somebody's going to do it better than we did it and all this kind of stuff and then the union are going to have to readapt and, and keep going with this model of, of building, but they're going to have to re restructure their academy and, and figure out how to do it again and all this kind of stuff. But for now, I mean, I think, no, uh, you know, and I mean, Charlotte can't come in league and set up an academy and hope right, to win right. in the first right. five years of the, you know, they're going to have to like do what the union did for the first five years of our organization. Well, but, and, and, and so then if, if you're a hypothetical fan of one of those franchises, do you take this? Is it, hey, you're going to be like meh for 10 years, but then you win a shield and then who knows what happens in these playoffs? Like, is that... Uh, is, do, That's do not, your... It's not acceptable in this okay. stage of MLS. Okay. Which is crazy Which when is you really think funny. about how, like, it's like... That, that the union are peaking at the perfect time of Major League Soccer, you know? Is it a... Because is it a market share thing or is it a we don't have the patience to not be good I think tomorrow it's, I think it comes down to a patience thing okay. I think it really does because you're like you're now growing as a league and once this team comes about the eyes are going to be on you for those first few years mm-hmm. and that's where the formative years are like teams hey. can be just written off within the first few seasons <laughs> it's also like, just a bit of a priorities thing because mm-hmm. Basically, when you come with your expansion plan, you also included in that has to be your academy plan, which has to get started before the expansion team even touches the field. And that's not the way that these business plans come. And like we saw with Inter-Miami, for example, they didn't even have like a coaching staff, a roster, anything right before the season. So right, right. expecting like these teams to come in like just properly founded and able to put plans on the ground and get moving is almost impossible because they don't do smart things like hire people from other MLS organizations that know how to do this stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I would like to enter two teams into Exhibit A. Uh, sure. One being Cincinnati, and kind of what we're seeing there is like, I mean, they didn't find success right away, and they didn't go out and get DPs right away. They didn't, 
you know, it, it's it's this thing that they're slowly building, and they were a little better this year than they were last year, and uh-huh. I think they're slowly building. I think the other team that I think about kind of with that that's going sort of in the opposite trajectory would be NYCFC. You know, they came in the league, they went out and got David Villa, who was 10 times better, you know, when he was in MLS at first, he's 10 times better than anybody else in MLS. Uh-huh. And, but now that those kind of star players have left they're struggling to kind of find their footing in a league where you can't always just go out and buy three dps and expect to be successful you know i think there are times where you can um you know toronto has had success with their dps and kind of relying on their dps but then when you see games when you know over the last couple seasons where you see a game where josie and giovinko were both out they struggled to kind of play with anybody else in the league so I think it's like I think it's like interesting that you can do it kind of both ways you can come in but as a DP reliant team you're going to you also have to supplement those with players who can play and I think that's what LAFC has done decently well is they've also supplemented their DP star players with other players who can compete in this league regardless of if those DPs are on the field and what's interesting I like that you mentioned Justin like with FC Dallas and Red Bulls is that they did kind of try to build that way with the academy and you look at how MLS is transforming they're now being passed by the team that emulated their way of growing and the Philadelphia Union has not only grown on the field but they have a presence within like all the social justice movements and all the PR stuff that MLS tries to do you know, like marketing them is not hard anymore. People are clearly buying in. Like, you know, like a major NBA basketball player is now a minority owner of the team. It's it's something where New York and Dallas now have to figure out if they can adapt and move forward in that direction mm. at the risk of being left behind. And like I was trying to mention before that, like the union are peaking at the perfect time because they're now at the point where they have their foundation set and they're only growing, you know, so they can grow with the times and still remain relevant with this model for the foreseeable decade. I mean, it's nuts. It it really is. It's just not something... I can't say I didn't expect it because I saw how that academy was set up and those kids were clearly going to be just so taken care of with that whole staff over at YSC and everyone in the Union Academy. But it's, yeah, I mean, like I said, someone could come along and do it better. We just have to be sure that we're not losing these key figures to these new MLS franchises right. because right. you know it would be easy just you to cherry pick so many players. <laughs> well, not even the players. No, I'm talking about the people that you oh, know, oh. like yeah. run the you know, like run academy programs oh, and deal with like PR and marketing. Wouldn't you like things. to assume that because of how established that everything is that there would just be a pretty good next man up mentality because even when you've looked into sure. <laughs> who the full-on sporting director is overseeing the academy that hasn't changed the vision yeah i i understand i understand that i'm talking about in like other key like we've seen chuck from a med- at least being within the media that a lot of people are liking to cherry pick Philadelphia Union people who work in like communications and marketing mm. and like the business side of things 
because they know that they're doing such a good job that these newer franchises hey, just want to uh, get up and running. Mike Sorber. Yeah. Is an example of a guy like in <laughs> soccer operations. <laughs> That, that I'm move. sorry, just the look on Paul's face right now that no yeah. one else who like, is actually listening to this podcast can actually see. It's just your waiting with bated breath. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. finally get me on a tangent enough where I don't have a headache and you just throw a name at me. Like, well, just, hey, so, Paul, so stop talking. The Here's a name. Like, the comms people are great and, like, the social media people are great. Like, whatever. They can get stolen all they want. They're not going to impact the, the team on the field. The first guy that got like poached from the union, where I remember it being like a big deal, was Mike Sorber, and he's done very well for himself. And the union have been like fine without him. Yeah, and I, I basically is... remember there being like a little bit of like a "ooh, we're gonna lose Mike Sorber" panic, um, or maybe that was just me. I don't know. I panicked that we lost Mike Sorber, and now I'm projecting onto dozens of people. And for uh, those who aren't aware. Yes. He, just because you should probably preface with this. Maybe. Um, he's the director of soccer operations for LAFC. No big deal. Yeah. I think... Tiny, um, tiny little outfit there. Right. So I think the, the the thing that you got me thinking about, Paul, was I think there's a team... There's a team that I would love to emulate more and more. And I think that the team that I'm thinking about is Ajax. I think what Ajax does really well is Ajax is a really good team. They maintain their competitiveness over the course of years and years and years. But they're constantly selling players to bigger clubs overseas. And I think that that, you know, they're not losing their key players to PSV Eindhoven. They're not losing their, you know, they're not losing their you know, to to AZ, they're they're losing their players to Barcelona and to mm-hmm. Real Madrid and to Chelsea and like yeah. they're losing players to those teams, and then but then a lot of times those players are coming back, ten years, twenty years later, and contributing back to the club because they grew up at that club, they love that club, they understand a lot about what Ajax does, mm-hmm. and I think that that is where I'd love to see the union be in the long term is competitive in the MLS every year continuing to produce guys like Brendan Aronson, Mark McKenzie, who are probably, you know, Brendan has already sold, Mark McKenzie will be, um, you know, and I think that's what I'd like to see the union continue to do over and over and over again, um, while not losing their competitiveness in the league at home. And I that, think that's it. I think that's a really good way too, just because it's, it, it doesn't make you like a super team that people could hate. It makes you just a team that you have to respect for the way they do business. And not that Ajax doesn't go out and buy players every once in a while. They they, they will go out sure. and get a star player every once in a while. But most of their players are coming from themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what strengthens a team's connection to their city. Correct. Is that you can see these kids grow up in this environment and then fight for this environment on the field. Fair enough. That's a good point. Thanks, Justin. Yo, guys, they're yeah. making cough drops a oh, lot tastier. Oh, boy. That's not a good thing. Paul, I'm doing a lot of our really good work just then <laughs> with a random I wanted to. I really wanted to. I was... Thank you so much. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm that. I have a cough. Remember, was it, this yeah. Paul cannot make a good statement without then following it up with something that just makes you go, what? thought you were going to just stop after a statement. 
Sorry. I'm sorry for informing our listeners that if you need cough drops, <laughs> don't worry, they taste better. Paul, was that your health Come tip on. of the week? Is that your health? Because that'll that'll check. I'll let that go. If that's your health tip of the week, cough drops taste better. Paul's health tip of the week. Uh, what I just said 20 seconds ago. Didn't even say. It. Great. All right. Good. 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 Constructive. <laughs> constructive. Constructive. Uh. Yeah, so to recap, uh, we have a really good organization. I'm not going to watch the game on Tuesday. and uh, We will all watch it and try to dictate it to Evan. No, Evan's going to dictate it to us and probably won't uh, be that yes. far yeah, off. Yeah, cool. Right, right. Cool. Is this literally a thing? Is this going to happen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, Go ahead. You have the night off. I mean, oh, it, man. it actually works since you're hosting. Do I have to not? I have to not look at Twitter, right? Yes. Like, this is a lot of work that actually is going to go into this that might make it a little difficult. You have to actively be negligent to your... I mean, all you you have to do is just mute all your notifications on Twitter and hope that no one texts you. But then, then guys, we have to, like, record Wednesday. So? Like, I can't... Well, no, 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 but, like, you can't wait until, like, Saturday. We have to record Wednesday. Why Why don't we just record right after the game? We can do that, too. Uh, it's an eight o'clock. Okay. It's an eight o'clock game. I don't know. If we'll end up recording, recording a week later. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to ten o'clock on Tuesday. No, I'm not. Okay. I do think we can. Can we come into recording Wednesday? It's really up to you, Evan. You can watch the game if you want, but we we, we no. Can I kind record. of I like how dumb this is. Embrace <laughs> uh, the stupid. Let's schedule off air. Just just saying. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Listen to the chaos that is us trying to get a podcast off the ground. Listen, this well, is our third recording slot of the week, so... Especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. adding in the fact that, like, this has kind of been our most on-topic, off-the-rails podcast of the year. Yes, you're right. Where's it my got, award, Don Garber? It got furthest well, on the rails and furthest off the rails. Off the rails yeah. <laughs> it was great. The Halls Cough Drop, most on-the-rails, off-the-rails podcast of the year. I'm sorry, I didn't say Halls. I don't want to put any companies on. I don't want to give anything to credit. Presented by Audi. Yeah, (laughs) oh, right, sorry. Yeah, they're Audi Cough Drops. The Audi Cheez-It. And they taste really good. It's just whatever the MLS preferred brand of Cough Drops is. Mm. We'll find out. (laughs) I got two phones, I'll call them. Why do you need two phones? Oh, I have like, two phones. Yeah, come on. Get with the types. What's wrong with Get you with the guys? Types. Justin, you can't spread Jack, yourself. Justin, thin how like many that. phones? Justin, how many Just phones? Just one. Damn it. Thank you for being a reasonable person. <laughs> I need We're a friend. Justin, the first poll of the week at the FTV Pod. How many phones do you have? Listener. <laughs> follow us follow us on all your phones make accounts for all your different phones and one two us. three or more list why and then in parentheses just because you're a drug dealer i did actually rate <laughs> i did actually rate the phone on i, I mean the pod on itunes on... <laughs> you rated the phone on he rated, itunes he rated his own phone on itunes with the podcast app that's why uh <laughs> Oh man. I'm right. Chuck. Think, I'm the I one on the medicine. Think, Not you, my guy. Anyway, at BFTB Pod on Twitter, let us know um, how bad you think Matt Turner is and how many phones you own to tell us how bad you think he is. How many phones did you use to tell us how bad Matt Turner is? There you go. <laughs> at BFTB Pod. Uh, make sure to tell Paul your favorite cough drop flavor, too, I guess, while you're there. <laughs> yeah, do it, man. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> uh, well, 
No, I'm done with that idea. And uh, yeah, everyone have fun. Oh, sorry watching. that sorry that made me happy, Evan. Yeah, sorry well. you said something and it backfired on you, you and it actually be. was a positive thing. Speaking for me. of things that are gonna backfire on me, have fun watching the game Tuesday, everybody. I won't be doing it. <laughs> Great. So we'll talk to you after that happens, and I try to recreate the 16th New England Revolution Philadelphia Union match from uh, my brain, I guess. Spoiler alert, Evan, yeah. Bruce Arena will be a butt. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a, a child about it. Anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll talk to you after that happens. Great, thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. We could not do this without the help of our network and sponsors. We are part of the Beautiful Game Network. For lots of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content, check out BGN at bgn.fm. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarf is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Another network sponsor that we have, and a local one to us, and, and they're run by one of my favorite people. If you're tired of the same old uniforms and the cookie-cutter templates from Nike or Adidas, you know, the, the white sheet, plain white tee, MLS, Hanes, beefy tee, off-the-rack kind of stuff, right? Or even USL sometimes, you're like, oh, that was, you know, San Antonio's kit last year, is El Paso's this year. Don't worry, we got you. For unique, completely custom kits for your youth club, your Sunday league squad, your seven-a-side, your five-a-side, even your pro team. Icarus FC's got you covered. They can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. And you get to be involved in every step of this. And we know we made one last year, and it was gorgeous. Let them help you design your new custom kit today, IcarusFC.com. Folks, we are all over the internet. If you specifically type in Views from the Bridge, then you're going to find us some way or another. But we are on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Um... Subscribe to the show, leave us a review. We're on Twitter and Facebook at VFTV Pod, and just let us know what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear, what you don't like to hear. We are so open to what you guys have to say. We appreciate all of you, and if you ever want to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Twitter, or you can also email us at VFTVPod at gmail.com. So hit us up. To help us keep providing content, throw us a couple of dollars at ko-fi.com forward slash VFTBpod. You can also grab some of our merch at Design Tree. Make sure to check us out over at designtree.com forward slash VFTB. Kurt and Tanner 2020 for Evan, Justin, and Paul sometimes. I'm Chuck. Thanks for listening. And until next time, have a great day.